less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor, short with Martin Holland. Good morning, Khalil. Oh, wait. Khalil's not here today. He's vacationing in South Texas, right? I have Ethan and Lauren here, so I'm not by myself. And uh, if they weren't here, this wouldn't be happening more than likely. So, well, welcome to a short version, short episode of the Cash Flow Contractor. Today, I want to uh, talk about something that we use in our tagline. Our, our tagline for the Cash Flow Contractor and for my business is less stress, more time, and more money. And I want to talk about that stress part. I'm looking at Ethan and Lauren, both young people with their lives full in front of them. Um, are you stressed? I'd say so. Lauren, of course, I think probably everybody, if they look at it, would, uh, would agree that they're stressed to, to, uh, some line, some point. Putting it in our tagline, less stress, more time, more money, implies that part of what we do is reduce stress and, and try to get rid of it. The unfortunate thing is that we will never get rid of all stress. Um, I always talk to business owners about building a highly profitable business that can work without you. And the more I've been in business myself and the more I work with other people, we can tend toward that, but we never get perfectly there. If you're still in business, there's still going to be times that you're under stress. The good part is there are really two types of stress. When you put your hand on the plow and start to work, you're going to experience stress. And you, your response to that can be two ways. You can develop a blister, which is a negative stress, or you can develop a, cal a callus, which uh, helps you develop your ability to handle future stress. So what we're talking about is trying to reduce the blisters and increase the calluses that come from stress. Uh, bad stress, I think, comes mostly, as I look around, at least in the business world, from uncertainty, uh, indecision, which is maybe the same thing, doubt, fear of what ifs, uh, make a decision, you're paralyzed and because what if something bad happens or a uh, compound, if that happens, then this happens and that happens and all the way to uh, doom and despair. Uh, second guessing your past decisions. Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that instead of letting it go. Uh, regret for not investing in Bitcoin in 2009. Well, there's nothing you can do about it, right? So regret is, is kind of a waste of time. Uh, maybe holding grudges for things. I read a great quote in um, Marshall Goldsmith's book. I think he said, uh, um, a, holding a grudge is like, or giving up a grudge is like giving up all hope of a better past. I just thought that was, was great. Um, a lot of bad stress comes from, in, from bad communication. Uh, you don't communicate well with your customers. And when you get to the end of the job, you find that you, that they didn't understand the upcharges and the change orders the same way you did. And now you've got to deal with it. And then you're back to that uns fear, uncertainty, and doubt about whether or not I'm going to charge them or just walk away and try to get as much money out of it as I can. Poor, so poor communication with customers, poor communications with your team. You send people out to do a job and they do something completely different and they didn't understand exactly what they were supposed to do. Um, you might have partner issues, misunderstandings and poor communication and uh, 
stress that come from misunderstandings between partners. I thought, this is where we're going with the company. Uh, no, this is where we're going with the company. Or pretty soon you have stress and strife that's not related, not productive. It's blister, stress and strife and, and a lack of focus. In other words, um, instead of choosing this one thing to get good at, to develop on, to position your hand right on the plow so that you get a blister or a callus instead of a blister, uh, you're scattered, you're chasing different rabbits. Um, good stress, stress that leads to ability to handle future stress and not let it bother you much comes from principally from experience. Um, there's an old saying it, you often read people say, well, our crew has a 250 years of combined experience or that guy has 50 years of, of experience. Well, there's having 50 years of experience and what is implied is that there's growth and callous building in that. But oftentimes that 50 years of experience is one year's experience 50 times. I didn't originate that saying, but it's, it's worth knowing and understanding. But experience that you learn from. Um, reducing stress comes from decisiveness, uh, making a decision. And that doesn't mean that you make snap decisions and make a lot of them just so that you make decisions. But there's a level of information uh, that enables you to make a good decision uh, to do something or maybe to abandon the thought of, or to walk away from doing something. We need to make that decision and move on. Uh, it's dwelling on it. Should I, should I not? That causes the bad stress. Um, there's stress, good stress from just doing the work that you do. I mean, if you're contracting to build a house or pay a parking lot, you've got to go do that. Uh, somebody has to be responsible for materials and people and all that showing up. That's good stress, though, because it's positive, and if it's ordered and organized, um, it's, it's good stress. Uh, there's stress that comes from learning. You're, you're always going to learn things. Did you learn it intentionally or not? There's a, another great saying out there that everything we know comes from experience, either ours or someone else's. And I think we've, Khalil said that on the podcast in the past. So are you learning from your experience and are you taking advantage of reading and listening to podcasts? Hopefully you're listening to this one. So the answer is yes to that. But are, are you taking advantage of opportunities to learn from other people's experience where it's less expensive than you having to go through it all yourself? Um, there's positive stress that comes from uh, taking responsibilities for others. When you bring an employee on, there's a stressful burden to that because you know you now have to pay them. You have to direct them, you have to measure them, you have to guide them, you have to develop them. And those things are all stressful, but they're positive because they help develop the callus. They enable you, if you do it right, to do more, right? Um, there's, as you grow bigger and expand beyond just you and a pickup truck, you're going to have to learn to trust people. Um, that can be hard and that can be a learning experience in itself. Blind trusts will often come back to bite you, but you'll learn the difference between recognizing whom you can trust and maybe whom you better not trust. Um, there is stress in building and preserving the culture of your company. Uh, nothing will destroy a company faster than having the bad eggs come in, and we all know who, we, we all have an example of that, um, who comes in and disrupts the company culture. And the stress there is in dealing with it, perhaps the the person who's disruptive is really a quality craftsman, can really do the work, knows his or her job really well, 
but they're disrupting your company. There's stress in deciding what to do. There's stress in making the decision that this person's got to go and I'm going to have to do the work of replacing him or her. Um, there is stress in communications, um, but there is good stress when you develop good uh, communication. If you've had the same problem with 10 customers in a row and you're still having it, you have a chronic communication issue. Um, I'm thinking of pool builder um, clients that I have. There are certain things that are going to happen when you build a swimming pool and they are that you're going to dig a hole in the yard and it's going to mess everything up and you're going to destroy the sprinkler system and you are going to hit and have to relocate a sewer line and it is going to rain and when it rains their yard's going to look terrible and it might look terrible for three or four weeks. Well, when my clients started out, they didn't address those things with their client, with their customers. They now do in writing. It doesn't always mean that the customer won't be mad, but the stress of going through that taught them what the response would be, which was to address those things in a contract and in a, in the pre-sale instruction or communications conferences so that they at least know of it. Explaining things like if it rains today, doesn't mean that we'll be there tomorrow. Because one, it's still wet, and two, we had to go to another job. Their failure to choose the color of the plaster for the pool doesn't just delay it one day. You went to another job, it might have pushed them back a month. So, and having the courage to, uh, to write those things down and address them, the courage and the necessity to do it build the calluses, but they make your life. The, the stress that comes from that is a lot different than being ambushed and having to pay for all those things. Um, there's stress in small failures, but small failures are where you really learn the most inexpensive ways. I mean, it's better to take on a small project. We had a man, Monty Markham, on here um, some months ago, and he, he made a comment. He's a landscape he does architect, contractor, does about $13 million a year. And he described when he jumped from doing homes and small commercial to doing big, federally funded Air Force Base type jobs. And it was a completely different experience for him and his advice coming out of that was stay in your own lane so small failures meaning if you mess up like my pool guys and have to move a sewer line because you didn't make it clear that the customer has to pay for that well that might cost you five thousand dollars but it didn't cost you five hundred thousand dollars so having small failures uh is adds stress but it's that good kind of stress that builds callus so if if you look at the the things that make up bad stress the they really come down to uncertainty, indecision, doubt. Um, they reveal a lack of planning, a lack of systems, and a lack of information. So if you're going to start addressing the bad, um, the bad sources of stress, it's through those things. First is to make a decision. Second is uh, to make a plan. Third is to create systems. And fourth is to have information. So that's easy for me to say. It probably put you under stress if you're wanting to do everything that we say. You say, well, how the heck do I start with it? Start with that. Well, planning me, well, let's start first with the decisiveness and focus. Uh, it's what I do. What am I doing? And that's what am I doing as a company? It's also what am I doing this month? And it's also what am I doing this day? And, and that can literally come down to making lists of five things you're going to do tomorrow. Khalil, Khalil alluded to a guy, a CEO, who at the end of every day 
wrote down the five things he was going to do tomorrow. And then before he went home, he scratched out four up. Right. So it's having clarity. It's having the maturity to let the distractions set aside and make progress in that one thing. Um, and that, that basically constitutes having a plan for, uh, for the next day, for the next month and for the year. Uh, and then what we always talk about, my two favorite things to talk about are systems and financial information. When you do things, a lot of the doubt of having, sending your guys out and wondering if they're going to do the job right is because if every job is a new, is a new, is a surprise, even though you've done it a hundred times, John, go out there and do it. No, if you have the processes, if they know from drawings or clear explanations, what it is they're literally supposed to do. If they have an idea of how many man hours you planned in the bid that the job's going to take, uh, how they're being measured, what's expected of them. When you understand those things for one job, begin to create them into a system that repeats itself. It's more or less a checklist. Um, I have one contractor friend who had lots of problems where the guys would go out to install what they produce and they'd find out they left a critical tool or one piece or something like that at home or at back at the shop, had to go back and get it, had to go back to the job. As a result, they just didn't lose the hours on that job. They lost the ability to do two jobs at. So it just pushes out. Their answer was to create a checklist. The guys have a laminated checklist, which you can do. They're actually putting it on tablets now, but it started as a laminated checklist. I don't leave unless I have this, 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 and these tools. Uh, they've arranged the, the truck so that they can visually look. They don't have to dig through piles of things to see if the uh, welder's on there, see if the hammers and the jack and the other tools are on there. So I have a check, checklist, and I have to tell a funny story. Um, this guy went to a job and couldn't invoice it that day because the guys couldn't drill a hole. Okay, this is in new construction. They couldn't drill a hole. So I came back and I said, well, why couldn't he drill a hole? He said there was no electricity. So what's the first thing that jumps to mind, Mr. Business Coach? I said, well, buy a generator. I said, well, why don't you get a generator? He says, we have a generator. It was out of gas. So guess what got added onto the checklist? That you have the gas can, right? So that's how little small failures, inability to build a job, which wound up taking like five days later before they could go back to drill that hole so the job was complete and they could build a builder. Uh, that's just an example of how a little thing can just be added to a system. If you don't have a piece of paper, if you don't have a checklist, you've got nothing to add it to, add them to your plan. Um, so you're building these systems as you go along and they're addressing problems that uh, you encounter as you go along. Most of us could sit down and write out the problems without having to re-encounter them. But if you've got that checklist per se, um, for example, or how, however else you record your processes, you can add gas to the generator, right? And then that doesn't happen again. And over time, you've just covered millions, hundreds or thousands of little small things that were tripping you up one little thing at a time, right? And the last thing um, is to have good books. And I know if you've heard me ever speak before that that's one of my big issues. Uh, major stress points, lack cash flow problems, right? Well, it is possible to know whether or not you are going to have cash flow problems on a future job. 
and you can avoid them either by going to the bank in advance or maybe passing on a job that you can't do. Uh, so many people want to get a job because it's a sale and we all want sales and sales are good and means customers like us. It means someday money coming in. So what could be bad with, what could be wrong or bad about sales? Well, if you go broke because you can't finance the job, that's what's bad about sales. So good bookkeeping information where you know your margins, you know what jobs you can accept, you know what jobs you can't accept. Uh, good bookkeeping information tells you whether or not you can buy that truck, which is an indecision kind of thing. Oh, I need a new truck, but I really can't afford the payments, but maybe I can, but I have to. All of a sudden I've got new trucks and new payments and I've got cash flow problems. So good books will tell you whether or not you can do that. They tell you whether or not, or when you can hire new people. Um, they can tell you the jobs that you do, the types of work that you do that actually are profitable and the types of work that you do that aren't. So the goal is we will never eliminate stress, nor do we want to. I mean, stress is what makes your muscles big, right? When you go to the gym, if you don't have stress, your bones get weak, your muscles get weak. Their stress is what keeps us on edge. Stress is what impels us to learn new things, but we want it to be good stress. Stress that's building calluses and not blisters. And I think the biggest thing is to decide that you want to work on reducing your stress, uh, focus, systems, and information. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.